Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, Mr. Zach Partridge, in the house, rocking the dope Fierce Fighting Championship shirt. Hey, those are going to be online either today or tomorrow, by the way. Fierce Fighting Championship shirt. I like my Fierce Fighting Championship shirt. They turned out really cool. Another one. You know, 25 bucks. 25 bucks. What about discounts? <laughs> Can I get a discount? Homie hookup. No homie hookup. I'm paying full price. Everybody else is paying extra. Everybody's paying full price. Everybody wants the homie hookup. We gave everybody the homie hookup. We wouldn't be in business. Homie hookup. Yeah, everybody. Where's Jackson? He's always commented by now. Jackson, come on, dude. I know you're watching. He's not even watching. He knows it's Friday too. What is he doing? Oh, he might be moving. Oh, is he moving? He might be moving. Hey, uh. There's a pretty good fierce card next week down in Utah County, Orem High School. Mm. Fierce, fierce Challenger Series. Uh, that's what I heard. Oh, it's big, big Mark. Mark you me now. Big Mark's on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some really good fights on there. We'll break it down next Friday, but um, there's some really good talent. We're bringing in some good talent. To our co-main and main are both um, pro fights, and they are – High level. The Will Gibson Alden Ashcroft fight is pretty ridiculous. That's a ridiculous fight. It's pretty ridiculous. Everybody, if you don't remember Will Gibson, he fought a couple fierce cards ago, fought Johan Rubio, and looked come up to Salt Lake and upset Johan on like a couple weeks' notice. Phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. Um Marco Sanchez in the main event against a guy from Extreme Couture, Greg Ellis. That should be interesting. Yeah. Some good ones. We got well, some Marco, debuters. You know, Marco is that one. See, those those are the matchups that kind of interest me. Marco's one and two, right? But fuck. But he's, he's don't yeah. But the two guys he lost to are killers, right? Yeah, killers. And then, uh, and then um, Greg Ellis Greg is four and four, so way more experienced. But usually fights at one seventy, so he's coming up to fight one eighty five. So yeah. it's like, oh, so he feels confident to beat Marco, dude. Marco showed like. His boxing's gotten a lot better. He recently just got his black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, like I if people are sleeping on Marco because of their record, like he's going to yeah. hurt some dudes. Yeah, do not sleep on Marco. There was another fight. Uh, what was the name? We were Because we talked to David Kim last week, and then we talked to um, uh, Zane Darlington. Huh. And both of those guys talked up. Oh, it's the Rock... Brock, Brock Le- Labrum and Leandro Lucian, Lucian. Hopefully, I said that right, Leon, Le- Leandro. But two debuters that both guys from their gym are talking those guys up. Like we asked both guys, "Hey, who's somebody from your gym?" And they both named the guys that are fighting on this card. It's that's going to be a banger. Banger. Woo. Um, I think I think fight of the night is going to be two and zero Andrew Mickelson. Versus four and Sebastian Mordecai. Ooh, yeah, that one's gonna be a good one. Like, what that, about, dude? Everybody from Arizona that I've talked to says that Sebastian kid. He's the real deal. He's a one seventy year. Another guy, more experienced, one seventy coming up to one eighty five. Mickelson. He posted something. You know, Mickelson was a kicker for BYU. Yeah, one of the best athletes. Like David talked about how good of an athlete he is. I know Cole Schaefer and others to speak very highly of him. And um, 
about how, how hard he works. You see him. He's one of Court McGee's main training partners getting court ready yeah. in his fight. And he's 2-0. and And this Sebastian kid thinks he's going to just come up to pro, come up to Orem. He made a post about he's going to come beat up one of BYU's old kickers. Did he really? He made a post? Yeah, on, oh, I on his ask. Instagram or something. Or, or, somebody, or somebody tagged him and said he's going to beat up BYU's kicker. I don't know. Like, they're – their confidence is through the roof on it. Like, man, like I, like Sebastian's legit and he's really good. And Andrew is a freaking athlete. And yeah, like, I think that one has the makings of like, that could be a three round, just war. Dude. I mean, the whole, we got Zane Darlington coming up fighting Willie Dean. That's a fight. Yeah. That's a crazy, that's really crazy. Will's looked really good in his lot, you know, in his fights and, and Zane has experience and is a big 155er. Will's not a small 155er. Dude, yeah, Will's not a small 155er. Those, those, they're both big kids. David Kim, Edgar Sordo is going to be a good fight. Battle of the Undefeateds for the belt. For the belt, baby. Um, oh, it's going to be good. That the big boys, Trevor Golden and Trent Lee. Yeah, big is an understatement with those two. The, big, the biggest boys. The biggest boys. Is there going to be over six? There's going to be over 600 pounds in that cage, right? Well over. Well over 600 pounds in the cage. Probably over Whew. 650. Whew. Yeah. They better tie that cage down tight. I think I'm going to go help put that up. You're coming too. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll drag my Both of my boys want to come, so we'll make them help too. Me, you, and Sajan, and Jackson. We'll get and Isaiah. Isaiah and Jalen will come help too. Oh, that'd be perfect. Why don't we just get the Mountain View freaking football team to come in there and just set it up? They'll Dude, set it up. Graduation. And- They're all all those kids are busy. So what? Life, baby. So you need, what? You do- <laughs> you're gonna get lessons in life oh, right now. Life? So what? Come help. So what? Come help. Put up the cage. Oh, <laughs> uh, should we break down this card for tomorrow night? Yeah, probably. Nice, nice little card. Did you see um what's his what's the idiot? Ariel's um <laughs> the idiot. Ariel Hawani's thing about um did you see Darren Charles Oliver? Ariel Hawani. <laughs> I'm not gonna he say would, it here, but go look up Darren Ariel Hawani's last interview. You'll get a lot of uh, no dude. He went off on the Charles Oliveira thing, missing weight. He's like, dude, he's like, if that is in Vegas, Charles is still the champ. Like, that was ridiculous. He went he went off for like 20 minutes about how you know. And if it's in Vegas, they're just—they're not even letting the scale settle, and they're—they're off. They talked about it with how they did it with Khabib, how uh, Daniel Cormier was holding the towel thing. Daniel Cormier cheated, like, and he's no no and ifs or buts. Daniel Cormier got away with one there. He's like a half a pound. He's like, come on. He's like, yeah, I don't. We don't need to get back into that. Let's break it. But but you know what? But you know what though? I feel like uh, I feel like Dana kind of knows what it is. And I don't think Dana's looking for a reason to, to screw him. You I don't can't think so. Under, you can't undermine the – he missed weight, right? Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't. undermine and just be like, yeah. well, he missed weight, but, like, who cares? We're still going to keep the belt on him. Like, you, you you can't do that, right? Because the next time somebody misses – you, you, then you set a precedence, right? Somebody ever misses weight again by half a pound, but they don't predict any shenanigans, yeah. then they can go back – and potentially sue the UFC or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I it's slippery it. yeah. slope. But Dana even said, no, he's still going to get his pay-per-view points, even though he wasn't a champ. Right thing to do. And somebody said, is he going to get a paper, his pay-per-view points 
when he when he fights to regain his thing and he said that's a good question like i would have to think about that so the fact that he's like like i'll, I'll bet you Oliveira still does that was the biggest upset to me right because the it's like john jones not being undefeated we all know he's undefeated right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like we all know well, yeah. it, to me it's another one of those things where it's like we all know like nobody's gonna look back and be like remember when he beat justin gaethje for a yeah. contender fight and then had to win again no that was a title defense everybody all views that as a title defense and as long what as do he you... doesn't miss out on money and pay-per-view points who cares why wouldn't you just shave your head yeah that's not a half a pound dude take off your hat see how much you'd get if you shaved your head my head's bald <laughs> exactly Oliver, he's, dude, got some, not, he's got some thick. Yeah, I guess it's kind of thinny. It's not even close, dude. It's not even close. Stick half your foot off the scale. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, drain the blood. Get an IV. There you go. There you go. Pull, pull That's out crazy. Half a pound. It's such a crazy thing because he he looked so good and the way he won the fight to win the fight after all that, I, it, I, I, I honestly I honestly think it goes down very similar to John Jones. Everybody knows that John Jones is undefeated. I think everybody's gonna view this as still all part of Oliveira's reign until he fights Islam. Okay. Does he beat Islam? This is the first time I'm saying this. I don't know. I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not as convinced as I was that Islam would remember when Islam did that to Dan Hooker? And yeah. we were just like, nobody's beating that guy. Yeah, yeah. And you even said, Oliveira's not beating oh, that guy. Right? He, yeah. But Oliveira has looked so incredible. You'd be a fool to count him out in that fight. You would. You really would. I think would. Islam will be favored, rightfully so. But I hope it's a huge number so I feel good about putting a little bit on Dubronx. If Dubronx has... is anything more than plus 200... <laughs> I'm all over it, value-wise. I mean, who has Islam beaten? He hasn't beaten anybody at that at that level yet. Not to say that he can't. Not to say he doesn't have the skills. But he hasn't I mean, really had the to way, the what. But like what he did, like what he did to Dan Hooker and even Bobby Green, who's not like a contender by any means. Yeah. But the way he beat them and how easy he made it look. He's like he's finished his last four. Oh yeah, he finished he's Tiago, Tiago Moises, rear naked choke, Drew Dober. That was really um, impressive because Tiago's a monster on the ground. Yeah, he 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 holds a wind over um, Sharukian too, Armand Sharukian. Granted, that was three years ago. That that looks like a huge win right now. It's probably going to look even bigger in the next few months. I he's a problem. Sharukian, yeah. Um. All right, let's break down this fight card tomorrow. Uh, all right, let's. Do you want to see the what? Islam Benny Darius fight first? Nope, nope. I want to see Islam Charles right now. Sorry, Benny. I love Benny, but no, you know what? Give the fans what they want. Give no. Charles the fight in Brazil. Mm-mm. No, because Islam can't fight till when, when's 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 Ramadan over? Who cares? Is it he over? fought during uh, uh, Chamai fought during Ramadan. He didn't care, did he? He's yeah. not a real Muslim, then he's not a real Muslim. Nope. They're pulling his card. <laughs> I, be, um, careful, be careful, cancel culture boy. Yeah. Tell somebody they're not a real Muslim. So Ch- Charles wants to fight in Brazil at the end of the year is what he said, right? 
Is Brazil? I think he open? said. I think he said October, November in Brazil is what okay, he wanted. Let him fight Connor at the end of the year. Let him fight Connor in Brazil in the end of the year. That's the only person I want to see that that I would be okay with jumping ahead of Islam. Is Connor? Is Connor? If yeah. Islam and 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 Benny can fight by this summer and then they can fight again by the end of the year, I'd be okay with it. Sure. But I mean, I don't. Charles, I don't like. I don't like the Connor fight. I don't want. I don't like it either. But it's a big but, fight. It well, it, it gets it gets Charles paid, right? That that's it right there. You nailed it, dude. Did you see Michael Chandler's finger? He dislocated his finger. Did I send yeah, you that? Thirty minutes before the fight. Wow. Show must go on, baby. Do you like Show Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier? Uh, yeah, actually, I do like that. I do like it. There, I thought that little video. I thought that was kind of fun. How Chandler was like. Poirier basically just dis- dismissed me. And to tell you the truth, I kind of forgot about him. And you know what? In the mix of all this, yeah, Dustin's kind of the one that's being left out. He is kind of being the one that's left out. I, I like him and Chandler. Do it at 172. Why? Why not? Because it's irrelevant for either one of them. They're, both of those guys are irrelevant at 155 now. That's one the of those- dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast. I stand by that. Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier are irrelevant at lightweight. That is the dumbest thing you've ever said. Are either one of those guys going to fight for a title? Are either one of those guys going to fight for a title again? Yeah. Who? The winner of that fight. The winner of what fight? Chandler and Poirier? If Chandler and Poirier fight, if Chandler and Poirier fight, the winner ain't getting Are they not the number one, one of them not the number one contender for a rematch? They're they're not getting that fight. Chandler might, Poirier won't. That's Chandler the, might. I stand by the <laughs> dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast is Chandler. that Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler are irrelevant in the 155. They're irrelevant to me. What do they do? What do they do? What do they bring? Look, Poirier's getting very long in the tooth. He's had some wars. Is Poirier number two? Yeah, he is number two. Do you re- do you retract your dumb statement yet? No, because here's the problem. Yes, dang it, Jason. Here's the problem. This is the worst Dustin, take you've ever had. Because Islam's gonna jump. I'm you gonna have, start calling you Stephen A. Smith Jr. You have Benny. Okay, you Skip have, Bayless. I just I don't see. I'm gonna start calling you Skip. You tell me if Porio beat. P- p- if Poirier beats Chandler, you think he gets a, he deserves a title shot after that? I never said deserved. You but think you he would get a title? No, I don't think ask. he would get a title. Uncle Dana's not giving him that. Uncle Dana's not Why? giving him that. He's just because he just he lost twice. He got tapped out twice in two championship fights. He wasn't even competitive. You are on track for this is Man. your worst podcast Sorry, takes phone. ever. Why is that? That's a great take. Poirier great take. wasn't competitive in the Oliveira fight when he dropped him. You for a half a second until he got choked out. <laughs> Oliveira's so playing possum. Oliveira's playing possum. He falls down. He wants him You're to come so, down. This is ridiculous. He's, he's like the TikTok you sent me, the guy Mason? when he breaks into his house. He's like, he's he's like the guy of the Somebody TikTok you sent me. me. He's, this. Mark. He's he's butt Somebody. he's butt scooting. Jump in my guard so I can choke Somebody, you out. Carl, Carl Sims <laughs> is watching with us. Somebody, please, 
Talk about Corey's not. Can somebody please help me with this? And like somebody needs to. Check what happened? Himself. Okay, after he got knocked down, what yeah, happened? Carl Sims. Carl Sims. What did Carl Sims? Jason Ty. Not right now, Carl. Not right now. Under the influence. Not right now. Later tonight, maybe, but not right now. <laughs> You're under the influence. It's the only reason why I'm playing. No, man, listen to me. Bro, two versus what? Isn't Chandler four or is he three when he moves up? No, Chandler is five. Islam is four. Gaethje is three. So who? Where's Benny Dariush? Benny's six. Benny should be above Chandler. It should be Charles, Islam, Benny, then Poirier. And Gaethje and Chandler is kind of a toss-up. I'd put Gaethje over it because he beat him. But Poirier's not my number two. He's just not. He's okay. He's, no, let me let me let me. Okay, there's. You know how people like fantasize, like what's going to happen with whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say. Who's Poirier? Carl says you sound like a casual. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Carl! Happy birthday, Carl! Um, yeah. and you can't say anything because he's going to come and choke you out. I know. Um, Who's Poirier beaten in the top five? Gaethje. Chandler, Islam, Gaethje, Oliveira. Who does who is Poirier beaten right now? And even add Benny in there too. Benny? He beats Benny? Yeah, I think so. No. How do we know? We never even see Benny fight. Benny Darius, we've seen him fight. Like once a year. He dumps Poirier and he chokes him out. Who does he beat? He doesn't beat any of those guys. I don't think he beats any of those guys. You better watch out because Sharukian's coming up. Okay, but he's not. Okay, just. Come on, let's hear your logic you here. Who's, so who's, 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 Poirier, who's Poirier beating? You're dumb casual behind. Tell me who's beaten. Hey, Cash, Poirier. He, he, he beat Gaethje. He beat that him. was a long time ago. Okay. A couple years ago. He Gaethje's the only. And he beats Benny. I don't think he beats. I don't know if he beats Chandler. He 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 beats Gaethje. I'll give you Gaethje. I'll give you Gaethje. The, okay, time out. So Gaethje beats Michael Chandler, and you say he beats Gaethje, but he doesn't beat Michael Chandler. Not right now. No, I don't think so. I think Ch- Chandler's Chandler's he's he's high right now. You're high right now. No, not yet. Not right now. Oh gosh, dude. Um, so you think you think he could beat Chan- he beats Chandler and Gaethje? Poirier does. Yeah, I do. Okay, let me just tell. I you. think I I um the way what we just saw. Unfortunately, I think Justin Gaethje's peak was when he beat Tony Ferguson. For the I Aaron agree. Battle. I'll agree. I think that. that was the the whole if Gaethje fights the way he fought against Ferguson, I think. I, I think there's a good chance 27 fights into Gaethje's career, all the wars that he's had, he's only lost to top five guys, like whatever. Like he might have peaked. And that's okay. He had a fantastic run. Oh, yeah. He's somebody posted Oreo, his. I think Oliveira's number one. You have to give him number one. I think Islam's number two. And I think Poirier's number three. Do you I know his? Betty's probably number four. He's he's five and four in the UFC. Gaethje is. Did but you know he's that? He's done nothing but fight the top guys. 
I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not harping on him. I. I. I love Gaethje. I loves what he. Love what he brings. I know he's I five and four, but he was undefeated in his first fight. He he got thrown. Uh, Michael Chandler, great. But James Vick was almost oh, his, a contender. His first fight in the UFC was Eddie Alvarez. No, it wasn't. It was Michael Johnson. Well, that's on Ultimate Fighter. I'm. Oh, that was the finale. Yeah, you're right. And then Eddie Alvarez, then Poirier. Yeah. Then he had a four-fight win streak, and then it's Khabib, Chandler, Oliveira. Dude, when when you lose to Eddie Alvarez, who was just shortly removed from being the 155 champ, Poirier, who became the interim champ, and then you lose to Khabib, who cares? So did everybody. And then you lose to Oliveira, who cares? Oliveira is what, 11-0 in the last four years? Like, that's a great career, bro. You I, can't... But I'm just, bro, but uh, what I'm saying is, Scott's calling me. He doesn't know that I'm on the phone. He doesn't know we're on the podcast. Scott, tune in. Text yeah. him right now. Scott, don't you know? Yeah, Scott. Um, no, I think, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. That division's just weird. I think you're done. Chandler Poirier is the matchup to make. I think Chandler beats him. I think he does. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he beats him. Do you want to break down this card or do you want to just keep arguing about? I kind of want to keep arguing with you because you're being About dumb. the lightweight division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I love you, it. Dude, you I love make it. me mad sometimes. You get on these random takes and I feel, I feel like you know that you're wrong and you just, you, you won't get off your take. You're just doing it to get under my skin. Here, I just like this. It gets you all fired up. <laughs> yes. Little. All right. Let's break. Let's break down this card for tomorrow. Um, first up in the middleweight division, we got Nick Nick Maximov and Andre Petrosky. Maximov is eight zero, stands six foot tall with a seventy six inch reach. Petrosky seven and one. He stands six foot tall with a seventy three inch reach. Maximov, he's almost a four-to-one favorite. Do you think that's that line's right? No. No, because I don't. I, I actually like Petrosky as a dog in this one a little bit. I'm not sure he wins, but he I I think he makes it a scrap. Well, Maximov's known for his jiu-jitsu, right? And Petrosky's a wrestler. And who does and and Petrosky trains at Enzo Gracie Philly with Sean Brady, Pat yeah. Sabatini, uh, who else is over there? Anyways, he's at he's training with some killers on the ground. So I don't think I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. See, Hillary got them all fired up. Twenty three minutes. Of Zach just yelling at me. <laughs> he's out of here. I'm out of here. Walking off the set. Walking no, off the set. Uh, no, I I just I think that the odds are just way off on this one. I think that. Uh, Maximov is the better fighter. I think he has more ways to. You know what? He might not have more ways to win. Maximov. Yeah. I. This is. Dude, Petrosi's striking isn't bad either. No, he's he's not bad at all. He's on a two fight win streak. Dude, I, I kind of like Petrosi as a dog on this. I kind of do. Ooh, ooh. Okay then. I think Petrosi has shown that. 
he like when he lost to Brian Battle, Brian is a big, tall, long striker, right? Yeah. Pooh Bear. Brian Brian Pooh Bear Battle. It's the worst nickname in the UFC. Um when he lost to him, it, it was uh yeah, not his style of fight. Maximov. What's going to be interesting with this fight is Maximov is a jiu-jitsu guy. Petrovsky's a wrestler, so it'll probably end up on the feet. I think I think Petrovsky does fine on the feet there. I might be totally wrong on this. I take a flyer on Petrovsky. I'm going to pick Petrovsky. I'm going to take a flyer okay. on this. Right. Big dog. Take it. I'm going to take or, Maximov. Or what if Petrovsky just takes him down? Maximov allows the takedown to hang out on bottom, trust his jiu-jitsu, and just get – just gets controlled for three. I could see that too. I don't I can, hate it. I could totally see Petrosky by decision. I I do not hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, I'm going to pick Maximal, but I'm staying far away from this. But I don't hate that pick at like all. You you if you cannot put Maximov in a parlay, I don't believe. I wouldn't. Not at those odds. Um, next up in the flyweight division, we got Carlos Candelaro. Against Tasuro Tiara. Uh, Candelaro is Riaro, Rio, Candelario, Candelario, the cannon. Eight and one stands five foot eight with a 67 inch reach. Uh, Tatsuro is 10 and 0. He stands five foot seven with a 70 inch reach. Uh, Tatsuro making his UFC debut. Both against of them are. A, yeah, both, both of them are. And Candelaro came off of a split decision loss off the contender series. But he previously had a win on the contender series. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like Tiara here from Japan. Really? Yeah, ten and zero, uh, up and coming prospect. Um, those one twenty fivers. I I just think um, I like that he finishes. It seems like everything happens on the ground for him. So I, I I'm gonna take Tiara. I'm gonna say bye. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say by submission. Submission. Ooh. Okay. Um that. I'll, I'll take Tiara as well. Uh next up in the strawweight division, we got Verna Jandaroba against Angela Overkill Hill. Jandaroba is 17 and 3. She stands five foot three with a 64 inch reach. Hill 13 and eleven. She stands five foot three with a 64 and a half inch reach. So pretty even on um, stats. Hill a little my, bit older, four, four years older for Hill. Do my eyes tell you who I'm picking? <clears throat> that is just wrong. <laughs> that is just wrong, Zach. How yeah, is Hill? Janderoba by decision. Does this mean to say why is Hill still in the UFC? She's in the UFC mean? because she's a commentator. But she wasn't until just recently. She's been commentating for like two or three years now. Six, seven, how many? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 fights and she's lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You don't have to count them. Eight, you can just do simple math. Nine. Yeah. She's lost over half her fights. That's crazy. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going Jandaroba. That, that would be like my like lock of the card. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I just don't see. I just don't see a path of victory for for Angela Hill in this one. Uh, next up, we got in the lightweight division. We got Michael Johnson against Alan Patrick. Johnson is 19 and 17, stands five foot ten with a 73 and a half inch reach. Patrick is 15 and three. He stands five foot eleven with a 74 and a half inch reach. Who do you like in this one? I actually really like this fight. So it's going to be a fun fight. I think, I think it's going to be a really fun fight. The thing is, I think there's going to, there's going to be, um, I think that there's going to be some really, we're going to see a different Michael Johnson, like with some urgency. I feel like, okay. Was it four, well, fight four fights straight? in a row and fights that were winnable for him? I, I think he does win this one. All right. I'm going to follow you on. I'm going to take Michael Johnson on that one as well. Uh, Viv- Vivian in the flyweight division, we got Vivian Arujo against Andrea Lee. Arujo 10 and 3, stands 5 foot 4 with a 68 inch reach. Lee 13 and 5, she stands 5 foot 6 with a 69 and a half inch reach. All right. Let's go. Vivian Arujo much, by decision. Pretty much coin flip on this one. Arujo by decision. Really? You think she gets it done by decision, huh? I do. Oh, this is a tough one. Well, it's a coin flip for a reason. But I I, I, I would just say this. I mean, she lost it. Stylistically, uh, Caitlin Jagagian can be a very tough fight. But I, I I think that her win over Roxanne Modafferi and Monta- Montana De La Rosa were good wins. Um, she lost a controversial decision to Jessica I, if I remember correctly. Um, Alexis Davis um, got a knockout before that. I, I just, I, I, when I see it on, I like Arujo. Like I, I, I like her overall game, and I feel like Lee is kind of hit and miss. Right? She lost yeah. to Roxanne Modafferi right before. Arujo beating her. So it shows me that she can have off nights. Yeah. Um, I feel like Arujo, you kind of just get what you get where Adrian, um, Andrew Lee, you, it, it's hit or miss. And so I'll take the consistent, more consistent Arujo when it comes to picking and the plus money. Cause I think it's a coin flip. All right, then I'm going to follow you on that pick. I'm not seeing anything betting wise that I'm liking quite yet. Uh, next up in the flyweight division, we got Jake Hadley, White Kong against Alan Nascimento. Hadley is 8-0, stands 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. Nascimento is 18-6. He stands 5'9", with a 69-and-a-half-inch reach. White Kong making his UFC debut. He's a uh, Cage Warriors bet. Yeah, he's the Cage Warriors bet, and he's also flipping the double bird at the camera, I believe, right? That's his uh, technology picture. So. Yep, I believe that is him. Yep. Yeah, get get give me the dude with that with that swagger. No, I I just we I I just like I just like the Cage Warriors guys. I think I think they're really where they're pretty well prepared when they come here. Um, they are pretty well. I don't know if I like him at minus two twenty. No, I don't love the odds. I'm just saying to pick him to win. I, I yeah, do, I think he wins. I'll go Hadley on that one. I'll follow you on that one as well. Don't have anything to argue yet. Uh, well, next dude, up, Alan, here's the thing. Here's the thing why it's scary. Alan's uh, 
Erlan, his uh his experience is something to uh not not totally discredit there. Yeah, um, that's he just, that's the thing that scares me. Here's the thing with Elon though. Um, he's from uh, Shootbox Diego Lima in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's the same camp, I believe, that Charles Oliveira is out of. Um, is that correct? Yeah, I think so. And yes, it is. Yep. So he so, but he's he lost the Dana White Contender Series to Pavia, who we've seen is is really good, but it was a split decision. And then he's 0-1 in the UFC. I just I think he, I think he's a live dog in this. I, I I just like the Cage Warriors part of it. I like Hadley as well. I try next I, up. I was trying to go with I, the Brazilian. Yeah. Uh next up in the lightweight division, we got Frank Camacho against Manuel Torres. Camacho is 22 and 9, stands five foot ten with a 73-inch reach. Torres, El Loco. 12 and 2 stands 5 foot 10 with a 73 and a half inch reach. Uh, Torres, a slight favorite at minus 125. The comeback is plus 105 on Camacho. Camacho oh, lost like his last two. You like Torres? I do. Um, losing, like, here's the thing Camacho losing to Justin James, it's a, not a good loss. Like, I like Justin a lot, but, you know, it's a guy that's not in the UFC anymore. That's something you got to look at. I'm obviously losing to Benny Darius, no big deal. But, you know, Jeff Nail, Drew Dober, Jing Li, uh, he's, at, he's had a rough run in the UFC. He's also fought some really tough guys, but he's had a rough run. Um, I, I think Torres wins via knockout. This always scares me when you get these guys that are making their UFC debuts. It's so scary, man. It's so scary. You get an older guy. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Camacho on this one. Are you? I'm not gonna bet it. I'm just this is just kind of one of those. Can I'm we bet it? I, no, I don't feel that comfortable about it. It's just one of those ones where it's like, how about how about the loser of the bet has to go into the cage next weekend at the Fierce Challenger Series and get a body shot from Handsome? No. How about no. we're both on the line. I need to pick a different. I don't. I mean, I. Dude, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fights in the UFC, and look who he's lost to: Jing Liang Li, Drew Dober, Jeff Neal, Darush, and Justin. Like, everything I said. I know. I'm just saying. I, I just. I'm gonna pick Camacho, and I'm not gonna bet you a body shot because I do not want to get punched in the stomach by a guy that's 200, me, 260 pounds. Could be me though. Um, no, uh, <laughs> flyweight division, Caitlin Chikagian against Amanda Rebus. Chikagian is 17 and four. She stands five foot nine with a 68 inch reach. Hibas is 11 and two. She stands five foot three with a 66 inch reach. Um, Hibas moving up in weight in this one. Yeah. Not sure. I, I like, like that. that. I don't like it either. I like Amanda Hibas a lot and I was kind of thinking like this is going to be a good spot for her. I think Chikagian is going to be a very tough. She's a big 125-er too. She's going to have a six-inch height advantage and a two-inch reach advantage. She's big. 
I just think she's going to cause too much problems for Rebus. So she's too I, long. So I I want to pick. I wanted to pick Hebus. I try to talk myself into this one, and I think Kaylin Chikigian outpoints her. Wins. I agree. Com- wins a comfortable decision, whether that's a clear 29-28 or 30-27. I agree. And Caitlin looked really good in her last fight. Like, really, really good. Uh, next up in the Bantamweight division, we got Luis Smoka against Davey Grants. The last samurai is 17-8, and eight, stands five foot nine with a 68-and-a-half-inch reach. Mr. Dangerous Grant is 11-6. and six. He stands five foot eight with a 69-inch reach. Uh, David Grant, huge favorite, three to one. Comeback is plus two forty on Smolka. David Grant kills him. Uh, I agree, and I don't think this fight goes the distance either. Uh, I think, yeah, David Grant by maybe like second round knockout, maybe in the first. David Grant can crack. Like people don't give him enough credit for a dude that can just get in there and crack. Yeah, I, I like David Grant. I think he gets the finish on this one. Yeah. The fight ain't going to the scorecards. No. Um, next up, we got in the light heavyweight division, we got Ryan Superman Span against Ian Kutalaba, the Hulk. Span 19 and 7 stands six foot five with an 81 and a half inch reach. Kutalaba 16, 6 and 1. He stands six foot one with a 75 inch reach. Isn't Kutalaba over at uh Extreme? Yeah. Ian Kutalaba by Hulk Smash. How about that? You think he? Do you think he smashed? See, I don't think it's going to be that. I don't know about that. Really? He's kind of wild. Yeah, but I think he couldn't uh, fish, and he couldn't finish Devin Clark. Span's big. He's six foot five, eighty. He's going to have six and a half inch reach. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Span for the upset. No, I'm not betting you on that because I don't feel that. There's nothing on here that I see that I really have like stands out for me. I'm gonna pick Span upset. Holler at you, boy. I think he gets it done. Too long. He's gonna cause problems. Oh, with this there light. we are. What? <laughs> I lost you. I, I lost oh. the internet for a sec. I was just chatting. I was just chatting about the fight. I'm taking Span. I'm taking Span. You're wrong, but great. All right. Let's see how we go in the main event. Jan Blakowicz against Alexander Rakic in the light heavyweight division. Uh, Jan is 28 and 9, stands 6 foot 2 with a 78 inch reach. And Rakic is 14 and 2. He stands 6 foot 4 with a 78 inch reach. Did you see their face off? Yeah, I did. It was really good. Intense. Intense. It was really good. We got good. In this one. Dude, I want to give the champ some credit here, but it seems like everybody's kind of dismissing him. Everybody's dis- dismissing Jan, aren't they? Kind of feels that way. And I don't like it, but I get it because Rackick's terrifying. He's terrifying. Anthony Smith, did you hear his breakdown? No, he'd be a good he one. Really, he had a really good breakdown because he said Rackick's game plan is those leg kicks. And he said, Jan handles leg kicks very well. Very well in the Izzy fight. In any fight that he's had with leg kickers, he he handles those really well. And Smith Smith uh, Smith picked Jan to win it. I I don't know. I just think I think Rackick's just he's he's next up. I I, I am leaning Jan. Ooh, 
we're going to disagree on the main event and the co-main? Why not? Yeah, I'm leaning yawn. Does it go to decision? No. I don't think so either. What's the... Uh, I think yawn knocks out Rakic. How about that? Ooh. Like third, you know, fourth round. You know the Polish power there. It's kind of a myth. What if Rakic... You ready for this? Yeah. Yawn by submission. Ooh. You like that, don't you? Yeah, I do, actually. That, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't see odds on that. Let's see. Mike goes to decision, round two. So I'm looking at the Span and Kutalaba fight because I don't see odds on the other one. Kutalaba wins in round one, plus 130. They think Kutalaba's going to knock him out. See, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Well, I think you're wrong. Yeah. Why? How come I don't have odds on the main event? Wouldn't be the first time you were wrong. Are they doing Lozon and Cerrone on this this card? No. Oh, the odds are, they have odds up on uh, Best Fight odds, and that's on there. That's why I ask. Gotcha. Um. Okay, so you think Jan submits him. I don't hate it. Exactly, Scott. Tell him. It's always him, Scott. It's always him. The cyber bully. Scott, Scott the cyber bully. Says, when Jason says stupid things, he needs to be called out for it. Zach, how many Scott, times have you been okay. in Facebook okay. jail? No, 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 no. The cyber bully. I'm reformed. <laughs> I'm reformed and I've been out for a long time now <laughs> with no violations. Unless they watch Facebook Live, then I might be in trouble. But Scott, would you? I think I think that everybody agrees with me on this. That the dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast is that Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler are no longer relevant in the one fifty five pound division. Dumb take. Chandler, maybe, but Poirier. You stop it. Poirier's not fighting for the title. I'm telling you right now. All right, tell you what. What are we going to bet? Me I'll bet you, you on that. Me and you, here's Fire's Challenger Series in the cage. We're doing a roll. Just a jiu-jitsu roll. I've been working on my Kimura, so you better watch it. Good. Guess what? I'm going to whisper it. in your ear no <laughs> night before I choke you out. Oh, man. Jason, go to sleep. The cyber bully strikes again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, please no. <laughs> Scott says please no. <laughs> oh man. Um all right. So we'll see you guys on Monday. We're done. We got it. We're done for the day, right? We're good? Yeah. I think we I, covered I everything. My point that you're an idiot. Yeah, all right. Whatever. We'll see you guys on Monday. Uh hopefully we'll get some more fighter spotlight podcast for the upcoming fights next Saturday. Um everybody enjoy the weekend. We out. Thanks for tuning in. Boom.